0: Hi, this is Jackie Cation. Welcome to the Dork Forest. You know the websites, JackieCation.com, DorkForest.com, TheDorkForest.com, which I purchased because I love a determiner. FamilyPetAncestry.com because I think it's funny. Uh, they all go to uh, either DorkForest.com or JackieCation.com. The credits, let's do them. Mike Rickberg composed and sang the intro song, sang it with his girlfriend, Sarah Cohen. He will sing the Mexican hat dance at the end of the program again with lyrics that he made up. That's right. Patrick Brady, got to fix this audio, thank God. And uh, Vilmos fixes my website. So if you ever need a website design, talk to Vilmos. His link is in the notes. Merchandise. If you were to want stuff, you'd go to com. You'd go to the store. You could get CDs. I have three CDs, all Well, two of them critically acclaimed. The first one... Just okay, just okay. But if you're a completist, you can get all three for a deal. And there's domestic prices and international prices. My last CD, This Will Make an Excellent Horcrux, also available as my first ever DVD. It is only available as a DVD right now because I'm in the process of trying to sell it to somebody uh, to have it stream somewhere for free. And if that doesn't work, I'm going to sell it on some website and then you will know about it. Both This Will Make an Excellent Horcrux and... It's never going to be Bread, my last two albums, top ten comedy albums of the year. Bread was top ten on Amazon for the year it came out, which was 2010, and Horcrux top five on Vulture.com last year. There's also t-shirts. You can get Ranger of the Dork Forest t-shirt. You can get a the regular The Dork Forest t-shirts. And you can get the new Spooky Reading Girl t-shirt, which is a reference to one of my newer jokes on the newest album. So they're all union-made here in the United States of America, so they run big, take that into account. Shipping is included, and I can ship them domestically or internationally as well. On JackieCation.com and TheDorkForce.com, there's a donation button. If you enjoy the program, I would love you to donate. You can give me $10 a month for 10 months, Uh or you can give me a $100 a year all at once. Or you can give me whatever you'd like because it's a donation button. But uh, I would appreciate that. If you have it, it would be great. It is used only for good. If you don't have any money, that's fine. You've done what you can. The, uh, there's an Amazon banner on JackieCation.com on the right-hand side above a video of me doing stand-up comedy, I believe. And you click on that banner. You go to Amazon. You order like normal and Amazon sends me some money for what you order. It doesn't cost you extra. I just get a little kickback, so I appreciate that. On JackieCash.com, there's also a tour tour page, lots of different places to watch me do stand-up comedy. There's a new thing going on besides Spooky Reading Girl t-shirt, which is a new t-shirt that you can buy. I am going to do the live episodes as premium episodes, so they will cost on Bandcamp, .bandcamp thedorkforest.bandcamp.com. And they'll be two bucks, and that's just to defray the cost of the live ones. There's only going to be a handful a year, and it's two bucks. You, you got two bucks. You're good. And always know in your heart that there will be at least 52 episodes of free ones every year on iTunes and all that stuff. If there's a problem, if you have any issues or anything ever with the show, or if you just want to say hi, my email address is Jackie at JackieCation.com. Enough of this. Let's get into the show. It's a good one. Hey, it's Jackie Cation. Uh, I'm in the Dork Forest in my, in the dorkiest of all forests, which is my living room in Van Nuys. Uh, I am here sitting with Liz Mealy. Liz Mealy, stand-up comic, web presence. We're gonna go Liz, and Mealy is M-I-E-L-A. I I would've went Myla. Uh, I don't know why. Oh, it's E at the end. (laughs) M-I-E-L-E. M I E L E. Well, yeah. let's not fuck it up who's right sec- out of the go. Yeah, who's your secretary? <laughs> Tiberius. Tiberius Dracus, my my iguana, which you yeah. made afterwards. Yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. He's, if you don't uh, clip their nails, they miss <laughs> <laughs> Right he's typing too fast. <laughs> right. So it's
0: Mealy with an E. That makes more sense. I don't know that I would have gone mealy, but it's M I E L E. And it's at Liz Melee for Twitter and Instagram and for whatever. Everything. And it's LizMealy.com. And you have an animated web series that you kickstarted and work. it worked. So yeah. you have twelve uh, shorts, animated shorts
1: about- It's about broken robots adopted by humans.
0: Oh, it's science fiction-y, that's right. Yeah. Sorry, it's
1: all a blur. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah.
0: It's right, it's all, yeah, it's science fiction-y. I got it mixed I, up I, with I, your self-help dorkdom. Yeah, same. Yes.
1: Too much, too much dorkiness, it mm-hmm. just all fuses
0: together. It's right, <laughs> right, and everything is, everything's a dorkdom in my yeah. head. And you have a new, uh, a new album, new comedy album called Emotionally Exhausting on iTunes. Uh, is it Liz iTunes? Oh no, that's like the bit.ly. Like oh, that, oh, that was yeah, a bit.ly it, that you made? Yeah. Oh good. So emotionally exhausting, Liz Miley, look it up. It'll be in the notes. It'll all work out. So, but I, my favorite thing when I said, what are your dorkdoms <laughs> is, uh, cats. That's what I'm known for. Yeah. And I was like, that's awesome.
1: Who knows you as a cat person? And let's hear it it's kind of funny because I don't know I don't know how your fans work but mine overload <laughs> me with pictures of cats like I get tags and pictures of cats I get sent them on Facebook on on everything and it's because funny you love cats because I yeah so my parents are both veterinarians right and my mom's a cat specialist oh wow I grew up next to an all-cat clinic and then I have jokes I have jokes about my cat Where I are post you from pictures, I'm from New Jersey you're so there was a cat clinic in New Jersey when you were a child yeah, I lived next to it. And you lived right next to it, that's yeah. your, and your mom worked there? Yeah, she owned it. Was it her cat clinic? Yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: Okay, so not just a cat clinic, the cat clinic yeah, and that so, put you through grade school. Yeah, and so <laughs> like I
1: didn't have a babysitter, so I would do my homework in the lobby, like there'd be kittens, oh, right. and I'm doing my homework, and actually- hey God you're not allergic. I, yeah, right? Mm-hmm. My sister, my little, there's five of us actually, my little sister got a, a cat maybe a couple years ago, and she started, her eyes started getting red, she's like, I wonder what that is. And I was like, <laughs> oh dude, this is- Oh no! I wanna break it to you, but she seems to have like a mom allergies like as long as she doesn't touch her face after right, right. she's pet her cat she's fine yeah but, Mine's like that. Mine's uh,
0: like, I can, uh, if the cat, if, if the dander gets kind of a lot, I can, yeah. I can cough and stuff or sneeze a lot. But it's, it gets red if I touch my, like after I pet a cat, I just yeah. wash my hands. And I yeah. try not to sit in a pile of cat hair.
1: Yeah. My, and, uh, my first roommate when I got my cat, um, was allergic, but we just kept her out of her room and I would actually come home to her lint brushing her. Oh. <laughs> like just, just tape directly to my cat. She was like, screw the brush. That gets everywhere. And I, I mean, she was very, I mean, that was the cleanest she ever was. And so, and the two
0: of them had, had a bond.
1: <laughs> yeah, for about three years, they worked it out.
0: What kind of cats have you had? Mostly mutt
1: cats or? That's the thing about cats. They're all like, I forget whose joke it is, but if somebody's like a, like a dog, it's like, oh, what do you have? I have a King Charles spaniel. I have a German Shepherd <laughs> cats. It's like, it's it's calico. Right. You know what I mean? It's, it's always a color it's, or yeah. yellow or it's so, orange. My mom always makes fun of me. Cause I'll be like, Oh, what kind of cat is that? She's like a domestic short hair. What kind of cat is that? Domestic short hair. <laughs> and I go, mom, it has long fur. She goes to domestic long hair. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I don't, they're all the same. We had
0: a uh, one of I had a roommate who had one of those smashed in face cats. Oh yeah. Uh Persian. Yeah. That was it. Yeah, yeah. And smashy uh, face cats. Yeah. They yeah. don't need a name. They <laughs> don't need a name. It was a flat cat, flat face cat. <laughs> uh the the very rare flat face cat. And um it was a perfectly nice cat. It had it had too much care. It had to be kept out of my room. Yeah. And uh it was the year that um, my roommate uh didn't tell me she was gay. Uh we I'd known her from college. We moved in together. Another woman, a friend of hers moved in. They shared a room. Yeah. And, uh, they lived together for a year and then and they broke know, up. And you didn't yeah. know that whole time? No, no, I was like, oh, they're why, really why close. Do they, why do they never want to hang out with me? They hang out a lot more with each other than <laughs> I might have the worst gay ever. For some time I thought I might be gay and yeah, then yeah. I found out. Nope. No. Uh, no, run that up the flagpole and you need a flagpole. Jackie, <laughs> I'm here all week. Okay. So, uh, so you, so she had a, she had a veterinarian. They're both vets. What kind of vet is your dad?
1: Just regular... I mean, they they both Like can, farm vets or... I mean, a... that's the thing about vet schools. You have to be able to do all of it. So my oh, dad right. actually was a dairy farmer when he was in college. And, okay. And he can fix other animals, but what he does <laughs> is small animals. He does p- pets as well? Yeah. I mean, like he's... My dad's actually allergic to rabbits... Oh, so weird. like rabbits. Are, I think guinea pigs. So like, if another vet can't take care of it, he'll like literally be like, "Tell him I'm not going to be friendly, and I'm going to be in and out, and he'll run right. and he'll do his job and run out, so that he doesn't have to have hives or yeah. sneeze or yeah." Or and whatever. I think it still affects him. But yeah. um, for the and then I think I don't think they can do like reptiles or anything. So it's mostly oh, like that's animals. very hard. We have an iguana. We, yeah. have a,
0: we have a uh, a three-and-a-half-foot-long, 21-year-old iguana. Don't their limbs iguana. just grow
1: back? Like, I can't imagine them having no, real problems. <laughs> Andy, well, and that's all. The, Andy's like, once you know
0: your iguana's sick, your iguana's almost dead. Aww. And uh so, but Andy had, there were three guys who got iguanas when Andy got, because a guy bought three iguanas, mm-hmm. not knowing that iguanas grow to be very large. Yeah. And so he brought them to Sony, where Andy was working at the time, PlayStation. Yeah. And um, somebody told him, you're not going to be able to... Have all of those? I mean, that's not going to work. Yeah. And so he's like, "Does anyone want an iguana?" So Andy took an iguana, and what is one of his friends took an iguana. The other two guys killed their iguanas in the first year. They really? uh, yeah, just couldn't take care of them. And Andy, who is enormously patient, yeah, uh, has had this guy for uh, twenty-one years now, and that's they live crazy. to be like twenty-five,
1: thirty. Yeah. If you
0: ask Andy how long they live, he always adds a couple of years every yeah. time you ask him. Yeah. You gotta kinda of attach At the, the end iguana. of it's like a turtle.
1: <laughs> You're like <laughs> 150 60, years. 60 years,
0: that's how long Tiberius will live. But iguanas climb things and then to, yeah. to get down from things they let go oh. and just fall. And at 21, about three years ago, Andy, because he has a like a giant cat kennel, just a small, yeah. not that big, not big enough for him, but yeah, he's pretty. Well, he's out in the yard a fair yeah. amount. But, I assume um, that's where you're pointing. Yeah, I think he was like backyard. in the TV. Yeah, he's in <laughs> the TV. That's where we keep him. And uh, but he when when he was coming down from the top shelf, Andy like uh, wired a. Uh, Like a a a plastic thing to break his fall, so that you know he's like because he hurt his leg one time when and so he he limped around for about a
1: month while it healed. That's got to be a weird conversation. Like, hey buddy, you're not as young as you used to be. (laughs) Right. You can't be falling out of trees. You can't just drop haphazardly. Right. Because I think in the wild, not young iguana anymore. (laughs) I don't think they live to be twenty five in the in the wild. Oh yeah, because they're not as cushy and somebody eats them. Somebody eats them. They break things and then they die. We had a lot of. It's funny. We had a lot of reptiles growing because my my. I mean, we had a typical vet fa- like yeah it, my, we had five kids and then we had every animal so we had wow. a dog we had cats we had a chameleon one of their employees gave us a chameleon oh, wow. um we had lizards we had snakes um my, my sister got two mice that were supposed to be both i think male but oh, wow. one, one turned not to be male uh-huh. and then the story is we had many mice and then <laughs> the chameleon started to eat those like my mom would oh. actually because you know they have to be really Small, yeah. Like without bones and stuff. Yeah. So my mom would before my sister even knew that one of hers had babies, she'd be like, "Oh, I guess all the babies died." <laughs> like, <laughs> we had rats. My little sister had two rats. <laughs> Which I the thing
0: about vets is that vets they love animals, and you go into veterinarianism because you love animals, and then you end up
1: having to euthanize a lot of animals. Exactly. So I have two jokes about my parents, and one about one of them is about how jaded my mom is, and she tries to kill my cat all the time. Like every time I complain <laughs> about my cat, because my cat's ten years old right now, and I'll be like, "Oh." She just threw my bed and she's like, do you want me to kill it? Oh. Like that's my mom. <laughs> she, cause it's weird, like they, you, like I almost became a vet in the sense, like I was very young when I wanted to, but it right. was like, I thought you just, you just took care of them and you cuddled right. with them. Like, but then you get older and you realize my parents are really sadistic killing machines. Right, like, right there. That's a genocide happening, and they are out, yeah. taking out some animals. And it's like you think of doctors and how they have to be so close to death, but they yeah. don't choose it as much. My parents right. choose death a lot. They're We're like, like a, this is $5,000 or we could kill it. Right, those are your choices. <laughs> have you ever
0: seen the my animated uh, cat joke? No. Oh, well, you will be oh, after yeah. this. If, I'm uh, excited. Sure, it'll be. It's a three-minute bit that is very good, but the guy who animated it, uh, wrote about 17 other jokes that he put in the visual. Like, he made that oh, joke I love when so they do much. That. I mean, yeah, so yeah, much yeah. smarter. Now, you have this web series that is all animated where yeah. the animators were some of them, because were, you were telling me before the show that some of them were better than
1: others or th- 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 that it that <laughs> It changed. was just a different style. Yeah, right. yeah. Did yeah. some of them write jokes? So, that's what, that's what, um, I always liked, um, movies and shows and really animation for the fact that it's layered. So, like, um, Wow. Did you ever get into, like, um, uh, Simon Pegg's Spaced? It mm-hmm. was, like, his show before, like, Shaun of the Dead. And No, I never did. So what's cool about that show, it was only two seasons, mm-hmm. um, but they'll have a joke, but there'll be visual jokes in the back. And okay. I think animation is amazing about that. Yeah. Now. So those guys, because... I mean, I think in some way our brains work kind of visually because we have to paint a picture for the audience, but we can't get too complicated because there's nothing there. Right. I find myself, I don't know if you do this on stage where you often point to things that in your mind are there, but right. they're not. Space work. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and I'm just like, I'm not a good actor, but I clearly make, I make right, images you're creating in my mind. something, Yeah but because I think I've worked as a comic for so long whenever now that I'm starting to do more visual things like writing scripts and animation I realize that I I'm, I'm only doing one layer even though when I watch animation I love many layers so these animators like I would send them my scripts and they would come back with like like you said like 50 different ideas of what they can do in the background and right. well, he will wear these headphones that float over his head and right. okay this guy this guy's going to be tripping and he's going to do this and that and so all of a sudden it, in like it opened me up and I was like can he be wearing that shirt and can we bring that yeah. back in the next episode and it really did like open up a part of me that I'm like, Oh, there's guess, a whole other. Yeah. There's like a whole other medium to yeah. speak to people. And the reason I think people can watch Simpsons over and over again is because you can watch it 10 times. And then the 10th time, right. see a joke that you didn't even realize was That's there. Real. There's always writing stuff in the background and right. people are weird and weird. There's stuff. signs as they walk by yeah. and there's
0: other, well, the guy who did this animation was so funny because he said, now I'm going to do it. I'm going to animate it. And I'm going to show you storyboards. And then the storyboards will be the last time you get to change anything. Yeah. And I was like, okay. And so the, he's, we, he did it and the storyboards were so beautiful. Yeah. I was like, you don't even have to, this is enough. You can yeah, just, yeah. just animate this. And he was like, y- it's not done. Put, <laughs> put it down, put it down. Like it's so classically his art where you're yeah. just like, when you write a joke, you're like, it's not your joke. You don't get to fix it. Yeah. Uh, he's going to fix it.
1: He, but it's like fix- a director. You're really I mean, I I don't think I realized how much of that part of me isn't there. You know oh. what I mean? Because I think we've we've worked in such a very it's a solo but activity. It's a solo activity, but it's also very like it's my vision, mm-hmm. and it's in this little box. And somebody goes, you know, there's other visions and there's other boxes, and I will be like, but I don't play with <laughs> other boxes. I don't want to hang out with these boxes. Right, right. So it's kind of like I loved this. I loved the whole process. Like that was the geekiest part of me. It was like watching them give me the storyboards, and then they would do animatics, which is they would take yeah. the storyboards and link it up with the audio, so okay. that you could see when you know this was coming in. And oh, I didn't in. see
0: the storyboards. I only saw the animatics.
1: Yeah, there you go. yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. so i i mean i loved all that stuff yeah that's my thing where like i'm just getting a new like um external hard drive and it's like that's the stuff where you're like this is taking up space but i love it yeah yeah. these are my little animatics like i love the i just love the process of seeing how they developed
0: it's so much work it was it was so much work that i was i was uh we i went when i went to go see the animatics with i brought andy with me and Andy had a vision of what it was going to be, and he thought it was going to be like Comedy Central did, um, like Shorty's watching Shorty. Yeah, Shorty's watching, and it's and it was more like South Park, where it was just sort of cutouts and f- super wooden kind of flash animation. Yeah. Well, when you see the new cat joke, it's I think it's called L.A. Pets, and uh, um, and it's on my YouTube page, YouTube.com slash the Dork Forest, you guys. Anyway, so uh, everyone's seen it, Rangers have seen it, but it's uh, and he was like he fully animated. It. And because I don't know a lot about it. I mean, I watch cartoons. I watch, you know, I watch more children's movies than anything else. But you so but perfect. and the only but the only like you like animation is it? it's not anime, though. It isn't like Miyazaki and 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 that type of thing. You like just regular animation, awesome yeah. cartoons. Yeah. Yeah. What, uh, um, because you said that you like a lot of Cartoon Network and 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 Pixar, yeah, but the and, and then but also like the edgy kid cartoons,
1: yeah, as like, opposed
0: to the adult cartoons,
1: yeah, like every I mean, there's tons of people that love you know Family Guy and Simpsons and S- South Park, which I enjoyed right. all of those, but I I find myself more like if somebody asked me right now what my favorite movie is, it would be yeah. the, it would be the Box Trolls. Oh, really? Did you see it? I wanted to, but I didn't get to. It was incredible. I saw it twice in the theater. I don't have any money. (laughs) What am I doing? It was so good. And what I like about it is it feels like with adult... Maybe not even adult animation. Maybe the problem I have with some adult films right now is what sounds like porn. Adult films. Yeah. Adult films. I was just going to let it go, but good for you. Yeah. Uh, with the porn that I'm watching is there's no (laughs) storyline. Jackie, there's no storyline. But that's how I feel like with all, like, I (laughs) I love comedies, but I watch some of these comedies and they're just, there's no through line. There's no beginning, middle, and end. They take shortcuts to solve problems. Right. But it seems like with animation, because there's this, um, this belief that they're teaching kids with it even in a subtle way that they can't make a cheap uh, a cheap solution to fix the problem they They have to show the process they do and i yeah so it feels like pixar it feels like sometimes with disney it feels like with some of these really good animation movies they feel an obligation to teach real life lessons and they don't they don't fix deep-seated problems with with Silly solutions, or or, and so you actually have really cathartic, thoughtful. They are
0: cathartic. It's but sometimes, like I've found, like some things are great, like the Lego Movie. I love the Lego Movie. That last scene, I didn't see it coming. Yeah, it was a beautiful resolution. Yeah, and it was and it was cathartic, like you said. But stuff like Up and Wall-E, yeah, where it's just dark. I Where I like it though. It is it is great. <laughs> but I mean, when I was I took my niece to see up and we're in the first ten minutes of the movie and I go, Did that woman just have a miscarriage? <laughs> and, and she was fifteen, I think, at the time. She yeah. goes, I think she did. And yeah. <laughs> I was like, Well, I'm glad I didn't bring my nine year old. Yeah. Niece and nephew, right? But it was but I mean like something like Rise of the Guardians. Did you see Rise of the I Guardians, didn't. the Jack Frost uh with uh Alec? Baldwin and it was it's essentially it's the Easter Bunny and Santa Claus and the Tooth Fairy and it's it's they're the guardians of childhood. Okay. And and it's a story of how uh Jack Frost is uh being inducted into the guardians cuz the boogeyman's coming and and he wants to, to make kids not believe in Santa Claus and the Easter Bunny and and uh the Tooth Fairy. And it's a great movie. I own it. Yeah. Uh, because it did everything that I want a children's movie to do where it's like, it's a celebration of imagination and, and, and trying and being true to yourself. But it's also not so fucking dark that I'm sad. I'm like, <laughs> I feel like to some extent, I feel like the message, correct me if I'm wrong. The message of Wally was that fat, horrible humans <laughs> are horrible, but they're also kind of sweet. And look at that one plant lived. <laughs> Let's give him back the earth instead of having Wally raise the plant and and be and become a sentient robot that that then isn't a a horrible atrophied.
1: I don't. I mean, I don't with think the it was
0: Conan solution
1: wandering around. I don't think it was completely that. I think it was more that like when you what stop did I miss when you stop thinking and you stop doing things for yourself. You, you lose touch with what's important and you lose touch with what's gonna, uh, progress both you as a person, but the community and earth and what have you. So you have these people that stopped moving. They're all right. on hoverboards and, you right. know what I mean? Heartstone and solution. I mean, they don't even grab their own drinks. Somebody puts a drink on, like, yeah. you have no muscle. They're literally just blobs. They're not yeah. fat
0: people. They're blobs. Well, and the thing, and, and, and the science on that, of course, once they return to earth, they wouldn't be able to move.
1: Of course. But I get what they're, I, I, it's a cartoon. Yeah. So, I, I gave him that I, at the end of it. Don't you love, like, whenever, like, a space movie comes out, like, uh, whatever Sandra Bullock <laughs> was in or whatever, and they're, and there's, they're always like, so, what do the astronauts think? This isn't right. And you're like, yeah, we're making movies. We're not trying to be factually true. Right. right. It turns out we, we don't actually have that technology. Yeah. Like, 15 people have been in the moon. So we're all right. just making it up. Like, in Star
0: Trek, when they'd go up to the door and it, it would go and it would, the door would open. Yeah. I remember when that, when, when I first read an article about how scientists saw that and they're like, well, we could do that. Do you, cause the, the way they did it on the show, yeah. two people pulled the door open. Yeah. And then they superimposed the sound effect over the, over the, yeah. the, the movie, the TV show. But there were, there were engineers who were like, well, why don't we put a pad on the thing and it'll automatically open a door. It'll be a, there'll be a pulley system. And, uh, yeah. So, I mean, there's, th- is that how we got automatic doors? Yeah. Oh, it's so cool! That's how, that, that, that's how that's how grocery stores got automatic doors. <laughs> I like
1: how it. it was like it was like Star Trek was like, um, "This is pretty cool." And the world was like, "I don't want to open the door when I get groceries." <laughs> right? Let's use that thing that they used in space.
0: Yeah, but that's—I mean—I think that is the purpose of fiction and science fiction for sure is to make nerds and dorks think about. Well, I could probably do that. Did what do you want to do? Yeah. You, want, you want to go to the moon?
1: Well, we can yeah. probably go to the moon. All right. But it is funny how there's, I mean, there's people when you have no, um, uh, uh, restrictions. Yeah. Of course you're going to think of something and then there's going to be somebody else that's like, okay, well, let's see if we can do that. Right. And right. I, I think that's kind of beautiful is to have this place where like in movies and animation and stuff like that where it's like, throw it, it doesn't matter because it's not going to happen. Right. And then somebody is just like, I don't think we're as far as you, you know, far yeah. away as you think we are. <laughs> right, right. There's, there's some engineer there's some, some
0: woman who's like, who can solve the math on that. Yeah. And all of a sudden, there's a genius. Who's yeah. It's yeah. like, well, you're a genius for thinking of it. I'm, yeah. and I'm a genius for being able to try yeah. to start a path to, to create such a thing. Yeah. You know, you think about like the beginning of, of, of science fiction or, or, you know, everyone was like, when, when electricity was finally discovered and invented or whatever, the first thing, one of the first things that happens was everyone like, Oh, you can make people, uh, we can reanimate the dead. You know, and then a hundred years later, Frankenstein was written, you know, yeah. and you're like, well, you're not using your powers for good. Yeah, yeah, but but yeah. I mean, it's like, it's where, where minds go. Yeah. And then other people are like, well, that actually couldn't work. But
1: isn't that interesting that like, you're not as uh, into like up and Wally because you're like, that's kind of dark. Right, right. Which is, they're just Frankensteins. They're just Frankensteins. That's all it is. Yeah. And then you have the people that are, you know, doing good with their electricity. And-
0: yeah, yeah. And, and, and it's, it's. And and all of those movies for and so so box trolls was was like is dark by the way It's is super, super dark it's like super that. dark and is it about sad I mean does it have a happy ending as well or yeah Cause it's I four mean kids. it's
1: a, yeah it's for kids but I even wore, I actually bought it for a friend of mine that has two kids um and I even said I was like this is yours. And if your 4-year-old and 2-year-old want to borrow it. Okay. They can. Aww. Um and then I bought them the Lego movie. I was like yeah. this is more their pace. Mm-hmm. But it I mean I thought the claymation was just beautiful. Like it was it, just really well done. It looked amazing. It was so well done and it's just there's so many details like it just it just blows your mind. But for me what I liked about the box trolls is that it's Everything about it was unique, so I think it was based on a children's book, and I think they took a lot of liberties even with that children's book. Okay. But it's a, it's a, it's a unique town with unique problems, but then it somehow is able to assimilate to what we go through, which is, you know, misconstruing people just by how they look. So the belief, oh. this myth went around that, um like, let's say 20 years ago, or not even, I think it's 10 years ago, I'm trying to think how old the kid is. Right. Let's say 10, 10 15 years ago, um a kid ate a box troll. I mean, a, a box troll ate a kid. Oh. Okay. And so then people became scared of Box trolls. This right. this Box troll stole a kid from a home, right? and and ate it and now it there's all these the people The rumor trying, is is that and yeah. so now Box trolls are evil and yeah. scary and So horrible. then this guy kind of became the this very, you know, um uh what's the word? Um politician almost <laughs> this very uh criminal guy. This guy this is right. clearly not a good guy. Makes his um not only is living, but makes him like a big social status by getting rid of box trolls.
0: Oh, okay. And that's
1: like the, and then of course everything, everything else gives it away, but it it pulls back to show you how wrong that is and how these, how you have to judge people individually, including box trolls. Yeah, of course. Because there might be a bad box troll out there, but that's just one box troll, man. Yeah. It's not, it's not the whole community. But it's also like, I think of, if you ask most people what their number one fear is, like half of them are snakes. You've never seen a snake. How is it your number one fear? That makes no sense to me logically. Like I get as like mammals that there's going to be things that we're instinctually scared of, Mm -hmm. but I mean, you should be scared of getting in the car and you know what I mean? Driving in LA is scarier than a snake. I've never... Retirement. Yeah. (laughs) Just anything. Boring people are way scarier than snakes.
0: (laughs) Being trapped in a car for six hours with a guy who won't shut up. Exactly. Yeah. That's that's comics life sometimes. (laughs) And, uh, <laughs> so, yeah, well that is, I mean, so what, what are the, what are the shows, what are the TV shows on cartoon? Like I watch Venture Brothers, which is an adult yeah. comic, cartoon. Uh, it is not for children, but like I don't watch, um, like the one with the french fries.
1: Oh, I forget what that one's called. Yeah, yeah, but there's um, one, there's that, that one. And that one's for like high people. Yes. Yeah. I, I don't think I smoke enough we're, weed to watch it. I that don't,
0: one. yeah, I, I've never, I don't, and then, and then SpongeBob SquarePants. But is like kind of adorable. So but like I, but Adventure I don't get Time, yep. Adventure
1: Time blew up. I remember when and, people lost their minds. Oh yeah, yeah. And I, I mean, actually, I'm not even as dedicated to Adventure Time as I was. I went on a bad date, maybe like <laughs> five years ago. Okay. And that was the only thing we connected on. Okay. And we still, after I was like, hey, I don't want to go on a second date with you. We still talked about that for a little bit. Okay. And then my, and then I introduced it to my brother, and then me, my brother, and my sister just went nuts. And I'm like, I'm still pretty like. I can watch it. You're them. on board. Yeah. I can, some of them go a little too trippy for me. And even I was like, do kids watch this? Cause it was only adults talking about it. Right. And all these heady articles were written about it. And I was like, all right. So it, it is a cartoon for kids, isn't it? And I, and then eventually like my friend, uh, my sister was babysitting a kid and she's like, yeah, they love it. And they watch it. And I was like, well, good for them. Right. So it's got several layers of levels yeah. like you were saying. Yeah. yeah. And it's okay. weird. And it's, I mean, it doesn't always have a lesson and it's all over the place. I, <laughs> I got, I kind of, Faded out of Disney years ago because it was so like, just it almost felt like a parent that had the remote control. It was like, and this is why we share, right? And it's like I can't, I don't. First yeah, of all, yeah. you don't need to always share. Let's all calm down. And it's- second of all, it's just it was just boring and it was shoving <laughs> ideas down your throat. It was just too. It was too like um almost was like cookie a, cuttery. Yeah, or- like Blue's Clues, like like just yeah. very like what are we all seven? Right, but they Disney it wasn't f- even great for for kids. Yeah, yeah, and so. What I love, like the newest show that I love, is um, um, Crap Dipper. No worries. It's on. It's on the Disney Channel. It's on the Disney Channel, and it's animated, or is it? Yeah, it was a guy that originally he he originally wrote on Flapjack on Cartoon Network. Okay, it's gonna bother me so much. I I like Gravity Falls. There we go. Gravity Falls. So it's called Gravity Falls. It's about like these this twin, these twins, a girl and a boy, uh, twin. Yeah. But, um, and how they stay with their great uncle, who's kind of a a con artist. That was even what I was thinking of the other guy in box trolls, this con artist. Okay. And so they, they're staying with their kind of con artist uncle, um, who pretty much like, you know, like glues antlers onto, you know, pigs. And they're like, we have a pig antler, Antler, you know, thing. Yeah. It's like this kind of sideshow freak show thing. And every, and it's funny. It's like every, It's like most cartoons where every episode, it's the same formula. Something weird happens, they almost die, they have to fix the problem so nobody knows about it. Okay, so Um, sitcom. Yeah, very formulaic, but at the same time just adventurous and the dialogue is really fun and unique. Oh, good. Like there's like the boys clearly, let's say he's like seven and he has a crush on a girl. That's clearly like 14. Like it's ridiculous. Right. And so there's a part where finally, this is like episode, this is like season two. He finally like tells her how he feels. Yes. And you think, you know, in any other kind of Disney thing, it's all going to work out. And she's like, ah, oh, Dipper, you know, I'm, I'm older than you, man. Like that's, it's, it's not, not going to work out that way. And he uses, and she's like, She's like, are you okay? And he goes, he's like, yeah, I'm fine. I'm just sad and I'm worried and I'm itchy. And she's like, oh, don't be itchy, man. <laughs> like it's, that's just, a great line. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, it's authentic to how people actually feel and situations. That the same
0: thing happened on happy days when, uh, when Potsy, uh, Richie's little sister, Joni had a crush on Potsy and was writing him notes. And then finally, uh, they met. And he was like, hey, I'm meeting my secret admirer. And she's like, I'm your secret admirer. But she was like 11. Yeah. And he was 17. Yeah. And he goes, you know what? I'm really flattered, but this, it can't work. It can't work. And it was like a, it was a real moment. It felt like one of those weird, real moments. I don't know if it was after the shark jumped or not, Yeah, but it was because it felt... A little too real. Yeah. And, but the lines were good still. They yeah. were still good lines. And the thing is, Patsy didn't get enough screen time. So I had a big crush on that guy who played <laughs> Patsy. So
1: I was like, let's do this. But it's also, it's teaching you, like, that yeah. rejection is a huge part of life, and I think there's there's something that's trying to protect kids from not realizing that you're not going to always get your way. Right. And it's okay that you don't get your way, and whether it's, uh, off, like, authentic, like, that is ridiculous, you're, like, yeah. seven. And
0: nobody's really even addressing the whole, when you are seven years old, you have crushes on people oh, that are yeah. much older. And and the way they deal with it now in TV, they're, it's all some creepy, horrible sexual assault thing, <laughs> instead <laughs> of just going... A, a, a sane half adult or adult going, you know, yeah. I had a crush on Steve Landisberg when I was nine. Yeah. Turns out, if I would have met Steve Landisberg, he would not have been a
1: horrible person to me.
0: Yeah, he would have been like, well, that's very
1: sweet. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it, you're going to have this whole other fantasy world, and at some point you're going to have to keep it in check. And it doesn't right. mean that you don't have to be friends or talk to those people. But, right. like, I don't know. It, both the adventure part of it and the silliness part of it work well with how people react to real-life situations of being scared or worried or having anxiety or whatever. And it just – I like real-world feelings put on ridiculous situations. Like Invader Zim came out when I was probably 14 years old. Mm-hmm. People, If you go into any Hot Topic, yeah. you know, where all the kids shop, <laughs> yeah. if you go any, I mean, it's he, still huge. Like, yeah. it's funny, and it only lasted, I think, like two and a half seasons, and I, you know, I discovered it more on, not the adult side, but I was like 14. It's still one of my favorite shows. I could still watch it over and over again, and it's, again, still formulaic. He was always, it was an alien always trying to take over the world. Right. Or take, all, take over Earth, and failing. And it was just so ridiculous, and so fun and so smart and you're like this is for kids. I mean right. it was, as I mean, was the Animaniacs.
0: Animaniacs yeah. was one of my very favorite things ever. Yeah. And it was it was much smarter written than it had to be and it was always more interesting. And, and all the different characters were genuine characters. I mean, yeah. there wasn't any huge arc ever. There was never a huge arc.
1: And what I get upset about is when animation, cause like, I think everybody understands the parents are paying for it, so you want the parents to be entertained. And when it's like sexual innuendo, it makes me so angry. Like it, I don't like, that's why I don't, I'm not as excited about like Dreamworks or some of these ones where it's always like, it's something that has to do with like, you have to be so much older to get it and that someday they're going to be like, I can't believe they put that in there. Like that stuff makes oh, like, me
0: angry. Well, like uh, what? Ex- the only thing I can think of is not animation. I'm thinking of the, the, the musical Grease, which is filthy, but I yeah. loved as a nine year old or an 11 yeah. year old.
1: Yeah. Was it target? Was Grease for kids? I mean, I remember watching it younger. I think it was supposed to be
0: for kids uh when it came out as a movie. Yeah. And they were in high school supposedly though. All the actors were in their thirties. Yeah, of course. But, um, But it was for, I mean, I remember I was taken to it and I was 11 years old and I didn't get any of the virginity stuff and the the talk about sex and stuff, but it was super, it was kind of dirty. Yeah. uh, If you look at it now, what what animation does that? Like what, what Disney or Pixar, not Pixar, but, um,
1: it's, it's, I feel like it's more for like, I should have examples. Cause then I just sound like, I sound like a bully. Well, no, it's, it's, I think cause, cause it. I'm sure it's out there,
0: you know. It's it's sort of like that miscarriage scene in Up, yeah. Where you're like, "Well, that was weird,"
1: yeah, yeah. And I mean, it's funny. I read Creativity Inc., which was written by the the guy that started Pixar, and okay. it was really fascinating. His whole book is about not only how to be creative, but how to manage creative people, which oh. we manage ourselves. You right. know what I mean? And then any side products we so do. So it's just a
0: memoir, or, or is it? A- um,
1: it's a. I'm, I I don't know what
0: kind of of autobiography, but but more self-helpy. Yeah,
1: Yeah, a little bit. And it just, I mean, to me, it was really fascinating because I, A, I didn't know the whole history. I think the last thing I knew about Pixar is that Steve Jobs had bought it, but they had a whole history before that. Like, uh, George Lucas owned it before it ever did animation. Okay. I was bleeding George Lucas dry because I think (laughs) they started out making like, Computers or something to do with computers, but it had a long life of not making money and not <laughs> doing anything I had to do with animation, and um and it just kept getting passed on from person to person. And and I think um Steve but that, Jobs, but that guy who founded it stayed with it. Yeah, and they actually ended up being bought by Disney. But then the only way they would accept being bought by Disney is if they could kind of use some of the things that have made Pixar so great onto the Disney brand. And that's why some oh. of the Disney movies, when Pixar got bought by Disney. They started to have their first hits again in like yeah. 16 years or something like that. So the fact that, um, What's the one? Toy Story. Frozen. And... Yeah. Um Well, Toy Story was, uh, Pixar. But, but oh. like, ones, oh, the that ones that are specifically that... Disney. Cause like, oh. Pixar is always gonna be computer animation. Yeah. Uh, Disney, not to say that they're hand-drawing it. Uh, no, Brave was Pixar. <laughs> Come on, get it together. Know. If you're not going to do your homework. <laughs> oh, I'm never going to do yeah. my homework. What if I'm like, I just take all the t-shirts and leave? I'm like, this is, I don't know I if would- you know what you're doing. <laughs>
0: exactly. I deserve all the t-shirts. Is I couldn't think of my favorite
1: show name for a good five minutes.
0: No, yeah. So, uh yeah, I didn't, uh I do like Disney, uh, but I do like Pixar better.
1: Yeah. And I mean, I think it almost, that book almost kind of let me know why, because they they really took The time to, they just flesh out ideas in a way that I think most people don't do it, whether it has to do with just a, like, you know, how do I, how do I make this story interesting? I heard him
0: speak once and he talked about how when they, when somebody has an idea for a movie, they have to pitch the entire movie, uh, scene by scene. And so they pitch it and so it's an hour and a half pitch. Yeah. It's a, it's, it's a, it's a pitch of the entire film. And then they, do it as a team. They make the movie in storyboard with animatics. They make the movie like three times, which is why they take so long. Yeah. But it's why they're so dense and often super,
1: they're always interesting Pixar. It's never. But I think nothing, nothing's happening for no reason. Right. You know what I mean? So like, have you ever, like, It's um, cause of that detail, I think. Yeah. And I think sometimes, like, my thing is I, I, when I'm writing a joke, I definitely am giving you too much information. And then, <laughs> and then it's kind of scaling it back. And then even when I think it's done, I, I, you know, I'll have a friend that's just like, I don't need to know all this. And I go, <laughs> huh? oh, I was getting laughed. So I just stopped listening to what I was saying. <laughs> and I, so it's like, I think the art of like a good comic is somebody that brings you in enough that you, you know what you, You need to know where they're coming from. Yeah, yeah. exactly. But then is able to kind of take you on this journey with just the bare essentials. And so what they're able to do is take you on this whole journey where if you saw something in the beginning, it's definitely coming back later in the end or the middle. Right. And I think bad story writing is... I, like I saw, um I had a boyfriend that was just like a complete like Marvel comic book nerd, like just loved all that stuff. Okay. So I went to see all these movies, I'm not, that's not where my nerdiness is. Right. But I would see him, but like I remember seeing like Godzilla and I started laughing hysterically because there's a scene at the end where all of a sudden Godzilla like blows like Fire down one of the other monsters' throats, and I was like, "That was never there." I get that there was other Godzilla movies, but in this movie, that has that w- that tool wasn't there. And then he oh, he this- wasn't introduced. Uh, never, a- he never like coughed up some smoke. And you know what? I've
0: seen enough Godzilla that I didn't even that didn't even occur to me. But if you had never seen Godzilla or didn't know enough of, you're like, when did he get fire powers? Exactly. and Why didn't he use them before? Exactly. And
1: if this movie's supposed to stand on its own, you've never casually introduced <laughs> that this is a right. skill. Because why didn't he use it two scenes? ago when they were in some shit. Right, he was in some shit. He could have used Yeah! <laughs> what is it? Like, he just drank water too quickly? Like, I just don't understand why all the... So to right? me, first of all, there's such a ridiculous scene of breathing fire down this thing's neck and it, like, explodes or whatever. You
0: mean, uh awesome scene i believe the term um, yeah, you the words sorry, you're looking sorry. for.
1: no no we're all good and <laughs> but it was like and, I, and, and for me like i can enjoy it but like yes. there's ru- even the fantasy there's rules that you have set up and when right, you make up bad- created the world exactly and when you break your own rules people get really mad yes and so for me i think good writing is you set up the world mm-hmm. and then you have to stay within your restrictions even though you made it up right so if you want to make up other rules then you have to go back and fix those rules in the beginning right. You don't want to have to retcon
0: it. You don't have to want to do it in the sequel where you're like... Because that's what they did with Highlander 3, I think. Yeah. Highlander 3? Or wait, Highlander 2. High, I don't know if you ever saw Highlander. Yeah. Uh, it's a, a immortal. There can only be one. Uh, and then in 2, it turns out there can be many. Uh, and you're <laughs> like, but the whole point of Highlander 1 was that there can only be one. Yeah.
1: And so you're like... What just happened? Did I miss, uh, yeah. the, uh, movie 1.5? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it, it was, you I mean, that's some executive and some writer being like, there could only be one. He goes, yes, but we need, we more need aliens. Millions. We need,
0: actually, we, we need, need a sequel because this one did better than we thought it was yeah. going to do. Yeah. <laughs> so now there can be seven. <laughs> that is hilarious. So, uh, you, uh, we, we've gotten into it a little bit. Let's do this. Liz Mealy, by the way, M-I-E-L-E. And it's at all that, and it's LizMealy dot com, and all this stuff, and yeah. a new album, emotionally exhausting. But we've talked we've talked briefly about some of the emotional stuff, and that is the stuff you read. You read yeah. kind of self help, and 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 business self help, and personal self help, and hey, look over there, get some help. Yeah. Uh, I, this is this is a recurring Dorkdom. You're, you're, really, yeah, like the fourth person, but it's always from a different angle. So I'm fascinated to find out. What are you, what kind of self-help? Is it Oprah suggested? Is it? No.
1: So I mean, it started out because of my dad. My dad is such a self-help guru. So it started out like all Tony Robbins and like how to win friends and influence people. Sure, sell the sizzle, not the steak. Yeah, like all that kind of stuff. Like, you know, believe in yourself and just connect with people and Mm -hmm. whatever. Um and I I liked it but at the same time I didn't know how to apply it and I hated myself and all this stuff I didn't really understand right and so from from there Don't I mean it went to like power of now and the new earth and like shutting off your mind and then it, you know what I mean and then, then wait a minute let let me ask about those two books because yeah. I
0: have heard those two books referenced a gajillion times by comics who reference them in jokes yeah Bamford has Maria yeah, has a couple of jokes about that. Joke. You have a joke yeah, about yeah. the power of now or yeah, about yeah. the
1: secret or about the uh, About the power of now. I never okay. did the secret. It sounded dumb.
0: Right. But I've well, read
1: every book that most people would say is dumb.
0: Okay. So the power of now is just about sort of living in the moment
1: yeah who wrote it uh Eckhart Tolle okay there you go and, and uh, which I
0: pronounced toll or Tolle because I don't know but who cares i am mean, not his mom what do yeah, I yeah. he doesn't I don't know him he has a weird accent anyway yeah. okay.
1: <laughs> so the power of now is a self-help book and is it about living in the moment I wouldn't even think somebody it's 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 a spiritual enlightenment book okay get all um dorky about it and then it's it's I'm taking my mic out yeah oh it's getting real um, so, so it's spiritual enlightenment. It's all about trying to shut off your mind. And I think as comics, I think we're so drawn to it because even though, you know, uh- it's all this chaos inside us. It's where the jokes and ideas and feelings come from. Right. It also tortures us at the same time where it, it's the thing that makes us worry. And it's the thing that makes us jealous and it, it makes us unhappy even when things are going well. Because the mind's constantly spinning kind of thing? Or... Yeah. Okay. And so it's a way to – it talks – so let's put it this way. If your phone's starting to act up, what's the first thing they tell you to do? Reboot it. Exactly. Okay. Turn okay. it Turn it, turn you, it, it off. Cycle the power. Yeah. Yeah. Turn it off. Give yeah. it a second. Maybe the fact that it's been on for like literally two months without ever turning it off. <laughs> (laughs) it might maybe it needs a break just the same idea that a vacation is a break so it's the same idea that your mind is constantly spinning and you never really give it a break and just because sleep is this rebooting process the ability to kind of just sit without being like these constant noises and words of what are we gonna do about this and why is this and he didn't call me back and why is this happening to me and why doesn't anybody like me (laughs) it's just a way to like actually shut down a little bit and feel how you actually feel okay instead of this chaos that seems to be in try
0: to move the chaos
1: and find out what you might actually be feeling is that the deal? I think in some ways, I okay. mean that might be a simplification because even yeah, I, yeah. I have a hard time grappling with it. I mean I've read it like probably three times and I'm still like I think I pick most books that I read. I pick like one or two things to work on because otherwise you're like I can't do that. right, right. You know Just, what? I
0: mean? Yeah, Maria likes a workbook. She yeah. likes uh,
1: like the artist way. Yeah. Where, there, where there's tasks at the end of each chapter. I like them, but I don't do them. Right. I like, Fair enough. I, I, I literally will, if something hits me and I go, Oh, I do that. How, what do they suggest? And then I'll just do that and I'll have, but like when it gives me like a list of things to try every day, I'm like, Yeah. I'm like, like,
0: uh, Joe Zimmerman was on the show, k Stand Up mm-hmm. Comic yeah. New York guy. And he was talking about how he was on the, like the fourth chapter of the, the artist's way because he did chapter one for four years. <laughs> 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 and, I, and he said, So I've been doing daily pages uh, for four years, and I was like, that's the first thing everybody bails on, is daily pages, because it's like a blurt kind of thing, right? Yeah, Where you get rid of just the garbage in your head. Yeah. So the power of now, it's spiritual.
1: Yeah. You're supposed to find a higher power or a god of your understanding or some darn thing? I'm sure. I mean, for me, every time I read it, it's just, it it really... What's one thing that you've pulled out of it to try to work on? Um... My biggest thing is not taking things personally. Okay. So it's hard for me to, because I'm, I'm, I feel like most, I'm very sensitive. And I think that's the thing that helps me in comedy is I observe things and I, I feel things and I take things in at right. a sharper, harder rate. But at the same time, when I'm trying not to be that way, right. I'm in a constant state of, did I hurt that person's feelings? Why didn't the person call me back? Everything. Why is everybody trying to hurt me? Right. And so I, so I, from I, both sides. Yeah. So it's the empathy that you get to feel. Yeah. Yeah. But, then, but it's also the Hat house the, flower part yeah. where you're like,
0: oh my God, you just bruised my petal Yeah.
1: I'm in constant, <laughs> I'm in constant pain and then I'm in a constant state of thinking I'm hurting other people and right. it's, and it's, it, you never move. You never get anywhere. Nothing ever happens. And it's exhausting for everybody. I mean, emotionally exhausting <laughs> everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so for me that, that belief that, I mean, and it's got, of course stand up as ego. And that's 90% of that book is talking about how you put your ego aside. Okay. And not just this ego, you know, that we kind of think of in Hollywood or, or in show business, but this ego of, of you as a person thinking that you're all important. Oh, right.
0: Somebody once said to me, you know, you th- you think that they're mad at you, but I'm going to, I'm going to, I would bet you a hundred dollars that they're not even thinking about you.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Which <laughs> so, is weirdly like, Aw. oh, they're not, they're not even thinking about me to hate me. And they're yeah, like, yeah. I'm so sorry. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They are not. It's um, like, and then it hurts a little different way. <laughs> <laughs> right. Because that's, that's,
0: that's the ego that, that you are being considered at all times when yeah. you're just like, well, you aren't being considered at all. Just yeah. go through your life and try and don't be a jerk about it. Yeah. Just try to, to take it. Because they are, I think that was in the Four Agreements too. Do you ever read that one?
1: Um, I'm sure that was. I, have. I don't
0: know. It's got a real colorful cover. Yeah, and I think he's from Guatemala,
1: the guy. Yeah, just some beautiful. Nobody American. from. Yeah, I mean, there's a couple Americans, and it's just very like, you can do it, and then everybody else is like, just try your best. Yeah, just keep plugging
0: along, and then try to let it go. Yeah, it's. Uh, <laughs> uh oh let go you got a tattoo
1: with a bird that says let go on it that's awesome it's it's also pretty i don't think i realized how sad it makes me look me and my sister got it together
0: because this
1: girl i like a month after i got it i was performing at a college in kentucky and i was it was like it was hot and it was the first time my arms were out because i got it in the winter and this girl comes up to me she flips up her hair and on the back of her neck it says i am enough and i was like Oh, is that the message it's sending? Yeah. (laughs) The weird that she had it on the back of her neck, like where you would put the cut here. Yeah. Is that where, is that it? Weird. Weird. But it is, I mean, that's what my therapist tells me every session. Every Uh, session. uh, Every session. (laughs) For five years. And she writes it on a card. I have like a stack of cards that say that I am, I am, I'm I'm enough, I do enough, I give enough. And I was just like, do you ever get tired of writing it? She's like, are you ever going to learn it? I was like, I don't know. Oh, weird. I
0: have a, uh, I I went to therapy for about three years and, uh, my therapist, uh, was her big thing was that I had to apologize when I was rude. She was like, and you have to apologize in the moment because if you don't apologize in the moment, uh, it'll, it'll follow you. It'll just, she was like, so, so she started this thing where, um, if I was, was mean in public, like, uh, you had And I got in my car and I drove away. I would have to get back in my car and drive back to the grocery store in Minneapolis where I had whipped a bell pepper at a guy who was packing <laughs> my groceries. And I had to find that guy. And I had to go. And he had to be terrified that I had gone to get a gun or some sort yeah, of thing. Like, yeah. and, and he was like, what's going on? I was like, I'm just back to tell you that I am an asshole and I'm very sorry. And I didn't mean to be a jackass. And he's like. Okay, by the way, every time I've done that, nobody's ever said, no, you were fine.
1: Yeah. In every, <laughs> every single situation, they're like, thank you, good. It's funny, I've actually gotten better at doing that, I've because I come off, if I'm hungry, I realize, hangry, that term, yeah. I needed that 10 years ago. I've right. ruined so many friendships and relationships. Just because you were angry or I don't know or, what it is, or, but yeah. I really do turn into a horrible bitch. But, I mean, I get really curt, and I get really, like... And it, it's it I I definitely suffered from mood swings when I was a teenager in college. And I know when I'm tired and in a bad place, they come back pretty quickly. It's yeah. a problem I have. It's but, just being overwhelmed. Yeah. And so, as I've gotten that into check, it doesn't mean it doesn't come up. And I remember I said something really shitty on stage once to the comic before me. I was, like, on mm-hmm. a... I was doing, like, a pro spot, like, on a newbie show. Oof. And I said something... Like, it came out in the middle, and yeah. I said something shitty. And I got all the way to the subway. It was like four blocks away. And like, I don't know if the guy heard it. I don't know what happened. And it got kind of a a mixed reaction from the audience. And I was like, (laughs) ah, shut up. It's not real. It doesn't matter. And then I go, he's a young guy. He probably just started this. It matters to him. And I walked all the way back. Found out his his name. Yeah. Yeah. And I said, Hey dude, that was really rude of me. It was in the moment, but even so, I'm sorry. I kind of threw you under the bus. And he was like, you know what? You're actually one of my favorite comics. And I got really sad and I really appreciate that. That's great. And I was like, Oh yeah.
0: Well, (laughs) that's awesome. And the best, the best thing about having that as sort of a rule of thumb is that it makes me not say the thing. Yeah. Yeah. Because I don't want to apologize. (laughs) And it's so funny because every time it happens, or it happened, my therapist, instead of writing "I am enough," she would say, "Will you ever tire of apologizing to strangers?" Yeah, because uh, you might want to just not do it. Yeah, and yeah, then it won't be a problem. Yeah, yeah, and I was like, "You were correct."
1: Do you know how much time you would save, Jackie? Yeah, <laughs> I spent a
0: lot of time in my in my mind. It's uh, yeah, it's so it's such a it's a trip. The whole you, the way your your mind spins and and how the other thing she had me write down was. uh uh, let my life be a manifestation of spirit working through me to serve the light. Okay, that's too long. And it is not. <laughs> guess, helpful. Who said, guess who's written it so many times she memorized it? <laughs> and I haven't seen that woman in ten years. So, uh, <laughs> so she fixed me. Anyway, uh, but no, but I do like the, 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 the let go kind of s- sentiment.
1: It's also, for me, it's like, I am such a control freak. Like, I, I know, I know some of the things that are positive in my life come from that control, but on the flip side, again, the negative comes from that control. And because I try to control things that can't be controlled, people feel it and situations feel it and they, and they push back. And so it already takes something that is, is shake on shaky ground. Yeah. And then it makes, it almost takes it and goes, Oh, you want this really badly Ah," and it pushes it away. And so for me, it's, all right. So this booker is supposed to come to one of my shows this week. Sure. Hasn't returned the last two emails. Mm-hmm. I did my part. I'm done. That's it. I'm done. That's it. You have done everything I you're supposed to do. I didn't do anything wrong. I told me to send him a list of shows. I sent him a list of shows. There you go. I'm done. Mm-hmm. But it's like, I will. And like, I think that's where like my ex, cause I'm like a huge like exercise person. Like mm-hmm. that's what like, literally I'm just like, you're going to run until you don't care anymore. Oh, there you go. People <laughs> are like, why do you run marathons? I was like, I, ca- I care a lot. <laughs> like, yes, I got to stop
0: the voices. <laughs> it's, uh, well, the, okay. So, so there's, there's do your part. I mean, the, these are quotes that I have heard. Uh, it's in the air here in Los Angeles. Everyone's reading a self-help book. Everybody's trying to work on themselves. Everybody's trying to calm the fuck down. Yeah. About their career, about their lives, about the fact that they haven't met their soulmate. Yeah. About their dog is 12 and may eventually have to be killed.
1: Yeah. Uh, whatever. My mom.
0: So yeah, yeah, (laughs) your mom is there for them. Yeah. And, uh, but the, one of the ones is, is what you just said, which is do your part and then let go of the results. Yeah. What is that from? Any idea? Cause um, I've heard it from four different sources, but I don't know where, where it's
1: from. This is the weird thing about the whole self-help genre and spiritual enlightenment and all that stuff. It's all, it's all recycled. You know yeah. what I mean? Nobody's saying anything new. Deepak Chopra isn't saying anything that hasn't been said, you know, 20 years ago, 40 years ago, 100 years ago. It's just they found a new way to, um, make it digestible because we have different problems now than we did. So they, it could have been said 7,000 years ago by some dude in
0: the middle of Germany yeah. or yeah. Paul, Yeah. And it's just been applied to the first time you got your first cart. And now it's the first time yeah. you have a helicopter that you yeah, own. Yeah, now
1: now your problems involve apps and shit. And they yeah. know how to... Like, I just read this book called Rejection Proof, which is about a guy who... um All he ever wanted to do is be an entrepreneur. He actually it started as like a video blog. Okay. But he always just wanted to be an entrepreneur. And, um, he found himself 30 about to have a kid and he had this great job, but he wasn't doing anything creative or anything all that great. So his wife was like, go, go be an entrepreneur. You got six months. Okay. And so his thing was, I'm going to invent this app. So he got pretty far. It was looking good. He was getting backers and he had this huge meeting with the backer and they, they didn't go for it. Oh. And he was. Devastated, just dev- And he wanted to quit. He's like, I don't want to do this anymore. I'll just go get my job. I have a son on the way. And his wife was like, you have two more months. What are you doing? Right. And so he realized this is a problem for me. Like this inability to be rejected, I was just ready to – once. It happened once. And I was like, I guess it's over. Right. And he goes, and that's been my whole life. So while he was still trying to work on his app, he started this 100 Days of Rejection blog. And it was fascinating because it blew up after like the – because he would record – he would ask people weird things just to get rejected. Almost oh. like the calluses you get to kind of – Kind of build up which okay. we know so well because we get rejected from every angle i mean for th- 27 years people have been rejecting me oh yeah and, uh, and also being very positive yeah and then <laughs> the internet has made it so it's constant like right? i'm not even doing anything right now and i'm being rejected on youtube <laughs> you know what i mean like oh yeah never read your youtube <laughs> it's just it's a thing don't read the comments yeah don't read them people are like you're not getting rejected 24 7 i was like uh i am i have yeah, a lot of stuff on, on the, the internet YouTube. all i have to do <laughs> is
0: find that woman who keeps replacing the picture on my Wikipedia page that someone made with a terrible picture of me. Oh, that's... There's some woman... Right, and here's the thing. It is an actual picture of me.
1: Yeah. Well, that's even mean, too. It's like I have this really terrible picture of me that was taken at a show, I swear to God, 10 years ago. Right. And people will use it on flyers. I'm like, right. this won't go. On. I have headshots. I paid money and Photoshop right. Right. to for make the, me look good. By the way, for the
0: York <laughs> Forest, there is a slug that I, I do a teaser clip on. It's on my YouTube page. It's like a two or three minute clip from the show. And uh, I usually put a picture of the of the person. That, um, that is on the show and then a tiny picture of their dorkdom. Yeah. And, uh, and then a, then the other half of the, it's just a slug, right? And then it's audio. Yeah. And so one, for, for a while, I was just taking what I consider to be the best picture off of the internet. The first place I go is two people's websites, if they have websites. And, but then if they don't have one, um, or if I can't, I'm not allowed to grab it for some reason. I would just grab it until I picked a picture, uh, from the live show that was not, it wasn't a bad picture. I didn't think it was a bad picture, but you never know what oh, somebody yeah. thinks what, is what a, people's
1: triggers are. You're like, yeah.
0: "Oh, my nose why? What what, <laughs> what is happening with my elbow?" And uh so uh and the person that that I use the slug for and they're I mean, I, I I can't take it down and put it back up. It's not yeah. going to happen. Yeah. Anyway, uh but she was like, "Okay, you got to I I'm actually uh, annoyed. Please uh you should have asked." And I was like, you were correct. And she was correct because yeah. it's, I mean, she's a professional. People yeah. are professional comics. Yeah. I, so I usually send an email if I, if I can't grab it and go, yeah, pick a picture of yourself that you like, send it to me. Yeah. Uh, or can I take one from your website? And yeah. It, and then, and it's a fascinating story, by the way. I'm going to tell it again. No, uh, no, but, but it, it's, but it's
1: true though. And, yeah. it, and it's one of those things that I feel like it, 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 it follows you around in a little bit that you're just like, I, this is never gonna go away. Right. And I'm gonna, and then. And it can't go away because, and this picture of me,
0: I don't know why, cause it's registered on Flickr and copyrighted by someone who took it of me on stage, but it is clearly one of the work, I mean my clothes Have- are wrinkled. Uh it have is have you an, ever like
1: emailed the the person that took it and was like I will do anything for you to take <laughs> this down <laughs> um my Patrick Brady helped me switch it uh, cuz I never go to my own wikipedia page cuz while I
0: have an ego and I I'm I'm not saying I don't have myself on google alert yeah, I'm just saying I don't go to my own wikipedia page but some guy emailed me and said what is this link it doesn't work on and I was like I don't know so I went and I was like oh she put it back up and uh <laughs> it's this it's this woman who doesn't
1: like me which hard to believe <laughs> Hard to believe. I am the golden retriever of stand-up but, comedy. But then they, that's the thing. That's probably the trickiest thing about believing you can't take stuff personally and nobody's thinking about you because when somebody is and they're vindictively <laughs> like that, you're like, so maybe there's like hundreds of them. <laughs> right, right. Because all you have to do is find one example of things that have gone your way to yeah. be like, maybe everything will go my way. Right. And then one example of somebody <laughs> that's literally taking time out of their day to literally make yep. you look bad that you're like, maybe there's more. Right. There might actually be more People who don't. But are there ones
0: like like what are the ones that you reread? I mean, there 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 are definitely self-help books or sort of spiritual books that I reread. There's a book called The Gospel According to Jesus. Yeah. And it's a great book. Stephen Mitchell is his name with a Ph. And it's and it it's essentially uh he translated from the original Aramaic everything that he thinks that Jesus might have actually um said yeah in the gos- the from from the five Gospels and he turned it into essentially thirty one pages yeah wow and They all seem to be. They're great stories about Jesus. They're great stories about him not judging people. They're great stories about him being nice to people and telling him to be nice to other people. It's only thirty-one pages. We can't get that out to people. Right? I don't understand why that's not a that's that's that. We can't make those a couple of tweets and get that out pretty quickly. It's a tight read, you guys. (laughs) Gospel according to Jesus, but it's and it's super sane. Yeah, which I which I think the good thing about. So, what are the ones that bring you back to sanity? Bring you back to.
1: So some of them are me understanding myself because a lot of, I have a lot of self-hate and so I'm actually, I would say in the last year and a half I've liked myself the most. Oh good. And it, it's taken like both experiences and books and therapy and like just putting that together and being like, I mean, there's a lot of people that like me. I'm, I'm, yes. I'm the meanest to myself. You are, you are lovable. Oh, but it's yes. like, but it's like one of those things where, like, you ever get a heckler that says something mean to you, and you're like, you don't even have the imagination or the experience to hate me as much as I. Just sit down, you amateur of hating me. Oh my god. <laughs> Eddie Eddie Pepitone does
0: a a bit where he goes into the audience and yells at a blank stage things that would actually hurt his feelings. Wow. It is one of the, I heard I saw him do it and you can't not watch the stage. It's weird. Yeah. He's sitting in the audience with the mic in hand, yelling things like, why do you, why do you get emails from your sister that say in the, in the subject line, dear garbage. And, uh, and why, 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 why do you not be able to, and he, he like, he's like, you want to really make me feel bad about myself. Here's some ammunition. Yeah. Like you can't. Yeah. I, you're not gonna heckle me. I mean, yeah. you're not gonna hurt my feelings at this oh, yeah, point. Oh yeah,
1: yeah. I had a woman. I had a girl. Look, because I mean, I I've gotten better, but I used to. I didn't want people to look at me. I just have always just never liked people looking at me. <laughs> and it's weird to be a stand-up comic. Now you're standing in front of everyone. But but I would wear probably like not baggy jeans, but I always liked flare jeans, like something that was a little okay. More... So, oh, so so you would just dre- sort of dress down or dress down of, and yeah. then sweatshirts. And I always comfort. loved sweatshirts. Yeah. And so this girl, like literally. Tore me apart. Like I, the show wasn't going well, but it's like say that about my joke. She was ripping apart my clothes, and I was like, "Bitch, we're in a basement. I'm not going to a dance club. I'm telling right. you, it shouldn't matter yeah. what I'm wearing." Like it was just one of those things where I was like, "You have to understand that you don't even know how to insult me." Right. Like I, if you would have said these are horribly crafted jokes, I'm like, "This girl has some points." Right.
0: <laughs> I, I I was a little sensitive about that punchline. No, yeah. There's not enough punchlines there. You are yeah, correct. Yeah. You
1: are right. You're right. Nobody's <laughs> laughing. But my sweatshirt, like, get off my back. <laughs> but the books, like, I, it's funny. It's books that change. My life, and then even passages that I—they always come up. Like um, in the realm of hungry ghosts is actually a book about addiction, okay, and and why people become addicted, and I. I mean, I might have a slight binge eating problem, but I'm not, I don't, but it's I've more never of examination of all different kinds of, well, I'm attracted or? to addicted people. Apparently oh, okay. I have had a lot of alcoholics in my life, a lot <laughs> yeah. of mental illness. So it's, it's almost from the other side, but I also started to see why I am, way I am, why I'm attracted to these people. And then also, cause a lot of them are close friends of mine and exes. How do I help these, these people sounds right. really bad, but these hmm. people that are important to me. And so it's, I mean, it's like a 600 page book about addiction and how it happens, why it happens and how to overcome it. And it just had so many – like it had this whole passage about attunement, and it's something I probably say to people half the time I talk to them because whether it has to do with addiction or not, it's about how you connect to people, which is why we get into stand-up. You want to – this is my life. This is your life. How do we meet in the middle? Right. And attunement, it talked about how most of the problems people have start from – being a baby and their mother, not attuning to them. So they used to think you mean actually attune? Yeah. Okay. So it used to be like, um, they thought like if the baby's crying, if you're present and smiling, it's fine. Or if the baby's laughing and you're present and smiling, it's fine. But really if the baby is crying, you have to be empathetic. And if the baby's oh. happy, then you, oh, you have got to, fr- to to your core. Yeah. And you okay. have to be there with them, but there's all these problems where people are, I'm, I take care of my baby. It's fine. Right. You know what I mean? Exactly. I put my, I put bread on the table. My kids are fine. Mm-hmm. And that's, I mean, half, I mean, there's most of the comics I know either come from an abusive background or a ne- neglected background. Right. And, we aren't the most sane people.
0: <laughs> right, right. Well, and, and most people aren't the most, I mean, when, when I talk to like even people who come to the shows, yeah. like just regular humans walking around, I oh, think yeah. most people either came from an abusive or a neglected yeah. to some level. Yeah. I mean, there are people who were raised by, and every, and, and everybody's parents did the best they could. Of clearly, course. Right? Oh no, I never, but it's, yeah. yeah, but it's so funny that, that you're like, yeah, there's, there's, And there's always a new way to try to work on yourself, right? With this stuff where you're like, okay, well... What else should I be doing? You know, because once you fix something, there's there's always something to work on next, right?
1: Yeah. And it's also, I mean, to me, I think the whole reason I got into standup is to feel connected to people and to feel understood. Okay. But then you get to the point where you realize, I don't even understand why I'm doing this. Why, am, right. why, why did I just scream at that woman on the subway? Oh, right. You know what I mean? And you start to go, oh, that's a little scary. There's parts of me that I don't understand that just come out. You know, without me, you know what I mean? It's like if my arm just starts moving to the left, like, right, right. I didn't tell it to do that. Yeah, yeah. So it's the same idea that I've snapped at people. I've said shitty things. I've done things where within a minute, I'm regretful of it. Yeah. Why? Right, right. So where did that come from? Why did I know... now that that's not okay. So like Brene Brown has this book about shame. I actually can't think of the title of it. Right. Right. Me and my friend just called it the shame book. Probably one of the most important books I ever read. I read it like two years ago and it's just about how, and it's actually written for women. There's a chapter for men that I think she's going to write eventually, but the, it's what's basically- the name of the author. Brene brown she actually has the most popular ted talk okay um it's about vulnerability okay um but she, so google that you guys oh it's so good the shame book that one that and that vulnerability ted talk i probably watched like once a year oh like, really since for like the last like eight years it's, and
0: what does she do for a living I mean, she, she says she's
1: a researcher okay and so um and so she basically researched um why people a don't want to be vulnerable, but where shame comes from. And it's fascinating where you, you as I read that, it was one of the hardest books I ever read. Cause I just realized, Oh, I'm, I'm shameful of just about everything that I do <laughs> and it, it controls me. And you start yeah. to realize, yeah. you know, like my, like I know that I, I, my dad hides food, you know what I mean? Oh. And it was just a thing. And then we all hide food. And it's been like that... Since you were... If, since we were kids. And it's a joke now where, like, I'll come home and I'll be like, Dad, do we have any cookies? Because there's never any good food in the house. And he goes, yeah, it's in the garage. There's a bureau in the garage. You go in the garage. You go in the bureau. It's the third drawer. You pull the drawer out and it's in the back.
0: You know? Uh, my phone sometimes rings and then I have to hang up on people. <laughs> so uh tell a story. Another... Where else does he hide stuff?
1: Um, I mean, usually at the back of the fridge, I would think. Um he would put it in the freezer in the back and then he puts peas on top of stuff. You know, anything that's like freezeable. I mean, I it's funny how like I don't think my parents ever checked in on us, but like if you I remember we once lifted up my brother's mattress to like take his sheets and it was just candy everywhere. <laughs> and it's just like we I mean, I do yes, that. Yeah. I keep food in my room. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I've always I always have snacks. Right. Always. All right. And some of it, I mean, some of it is I, I I mean, we grew up poor. I mean, we grew up poor until I was about fourteen. Five right? kids. You'd have to be like super rich to not be at least feel the pinch of the world's economy. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And then they started making money, and their businesses started doing well. But it's like one of those you can never get rid of that <laughs> habit of right, hiding right. food. But and that's just like that's like a nice one. I'm sure that we have darker well, ones. Well, the weird
0: like um Maria. Does a, th- talks about how her dad would hide donuts and, and, and then her mom would come and say, Jewel, is there, is that powdered sugar on your face?
1: <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> so,
0: but the, I remember, like, there's things you don't know that you know how to do that you were raised with that you, sh- that I, somebody, I was talking to Maria about six months ago or whatever, and she didn't feel well. And I said, well, have you tried to make yourself throw up? And she was like, what? And I said what did I say and she said how do you make yourself throw up that sounds like dis like uh not anorexia the other one bulimia bulimia and uh and she's not bulimic uh, yeah. but she has uh, eating issues from when she was a kid and yeah. um I was like I don't know my stepmom taught me how to throw up if I didn't feel well and she was like did she have an eating disorder and I was like it was a huge revelation that my stepmother might have had an eating disorder yeah and uh, my, I told my sister that story and she was like Yeah, Nancy had an eating disorder, Jackie. (laughs) Nancy taught you how to make yourself throw up, and I was like, yeah, didn't she teach you? And she said, no, no, I would have rejected that.
1: (laughs) That is crazy. <laughs> and I was but like, But the, okay. there's some logic to it because they used to have stuff, like in the 50s, my dad said there was stuff that you would eat, like if you ate something poisonous, you would eat it and it would make you throw up. They actually okay. have that stuff for dogs too because right. it, it's sometimes it's too late and you need to right. throw you, that you stuff gotta, up. Yeah, you got to get them out. Um, Now just take some Pepto. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, just just process it. It'll be I like the idea that you're like, Maria... Pepto? Is that the right answer? <laughs> I'm just I'm retraining myself. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm retraining. Yes.
0: And but so well those both. I mean that 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 shame thing sounds amazing. And I should probably get you back just to talk about this because you said that you. I mean you read if you're reading a book every two weeks, which is what you're saying. Yeah. And there are memoirs and essays and creative business and yeah. self-help and all these psychology. Uh, let me just say, uh, Liz Mealy, that I should probably just have you back on for that <laughs> talk. But I did love the animation the, and ca- the cat thing. I will. uh we're at an hour is what I'm saying here. <laughs> And I'll show you my cat thing and uh the and then the the cat video and but people should je- definitely check out check out your the the web series that you got the kickstarter for that's all done 12 yeah. short animated uh robot and science fiction uh jokes that are very funny and it's called damaged web series and it's on YouTube so it's youtube.com slash damaged web series and if you go to LizMealy dot com it's linkable to everything and it's at LizMealy yeah. on Instagram and Twitter and all the all yeah. the things. All the things. Thank you for being on the show. Thanks for having me. Rangers, thanks for listening. Take care of each other out there. Bye. My hat, my hat, my hat. They're dancing around my hat, <laughs> my hat, my hat, my hat. Well what do you think of that?